the most extreme Avelas we can do in respect of disconnecting from our fellow Jew with our mouths. Wherever you get your podcasts from or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is The Prism of Torah with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. Shalom and good moyed. to everyone. I want to share with you ideas that have to do with the real special day that is comparable to Yom Kippur, which is Hoshana Rabba, the last day of Sukkot before before Shmini Atzeres. And the reason I would like to do that is because perhaps it'll be act as a tikkun for me because I think I underestimated the importance of this day, Hoshana Rabba, and perhaps it'll be a tikkun if I give over some concepts I saw over the past couple of days about the importance of Hoshana Rabba, that it is comparable to Yom Kippur. I remember one Hoshana Rabba around seven years ago, I went with a good friend at the time, his name was and is Mordechai Horowitz, and we went to Oleg Doilin to visit them before, before, uh, and when we were waiting outside there for Chaim Kanievsky's atzal, we were speaking to one of his gabayim, and he said, oh, is in the middle of eating the kreplach right now, which we know the kreplach is a unique thing, you usually put in soup, and has dough on the outside and meat in the inside, which represents this idea of a hidden Yom Tov. And there's three times during the year that we have such a thing. One day is Hoshana Rabbah because it's a hidden Yom Tov. It's a special day. Klape, the outside, it doesn't really look like Yom Tov, but it is like a Yom Tov. So is Erev Yom Kippur, not Yom Kippur, Erev Yom Kippur, that we have a mitzvah to eat. And so is Purim, because Purim is like Yom Tov, but it's not Mamash Yom Tov. I'll call Panim. I want to share with you the following. We know the Shulchan Aruch brings down Mefurish in Simon Tafrish Samech Dalid that on the seventh day of Sukkot Hoshana Rabbah, there's a strong minhag to... To say a lot of Mizmorim like in Yom Tov. And there's an Indian to light more candles, just like Yom Kippur. And what is his main reason? Because on this day, we're being judged to how much water we're going to have during the year. And the Ramah continues to say, and that's why it's also a good idea to go to the Mikveh a little bit before Alois Shachar, like we do on Erev Yom Kippur. So you see this very strong, tightly coupled comparison between Hoshana Rabbah and Yom Kippur. And especially with the reason brought down, which is that we're being judged on the water, that begs itself, the question begs itself, what's so unique about, okay, so so on that day we're being judged on water. We know there's other days during the year, like on Shavuos, that we're being judged on something else, on Pesach we're being judged on the Tvua, and on uh, Shvus, on the Peles, on the fruits. So what's unique about this idea that Dafka on Hoshana Rabbah it is being comparable to Yom Kippur? So it seems like the tour had this kasha, and he explains because water is something very basic that a person needs to be dependent on. Without water, there's no life. And hence, it makes sense that it's like Yom Kippur. Just to bring another Gilui. Something that reveals the importance of this day, Hoshana Rabbah, the Goin Vilna, when he explains the Ramo, he explains, he says that the moon on this day of Hoshana Rabbah, it really, you can look at it and tell what's going to happen to you and your family members during the year. Of course, we shouldn't do such a thing, which we won't be able to really figure it out. And anyways, it's not really appropriate to do. But at the end of the day, it is another, another piece in our puzzle that shows the extreme importance of what lies on this day. And that is what we're trying to figure out. What is it about this day that's so special that's being compared to 
Yom Kippur. The Kadmoinim say that they, they compare the important days to Aryeh Ishag. Aryeh, Aryeh is a, a lion. Aryeh is Rashi Tevis Aleph is Elul. Heresh is Rosh Hashanah. Yud is Yom Kippur. And Hey is Rosh Hashanah Rabbah. So you see Rosh Hashanah Rabbah made it into the top four. It's Mamish together with Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah. There is something extreme over here. What is it? So if we look in the Zohar, the Zohar HaKadosh says, Mefurish, that on this day, Hoshan Rabbah is the real ceiling, the last choysam of what's going to happen to the person during the year. And that is exactly what we're trying to figure out. What is this last ceiling? And we'll add another basic question. What do you mean? How many times can you tell me I have a ceiling? I thought the choysam, like we said, in the Elah of Yom Kippur, Chosmeinu Besefer Chaim Toivim. That's it, the Chasima was on Ne'ilah of Yom Kippur. Rabbeinu Bichayi in his Sefer Kada Kemach says that this day is Nechshav the Choysam Agadol. Again, what's going on over here? He goes on to say a bit more that Hoshana Rabbah is actually Kaf Aleph Tishrei, which is the 21 of Tishrei, which is the letters Yud Vav, which is the letters that Kaddish Buchu used to create the world in all its directions. And actually in Whoever davens with kavanas, that is exactly what you ha- you're mechaven when you do na'anuim of the lulav to all the six directions. That's how Hashem created the world. So there's something very intrinsic about this Hoshana Rabba. We could continue on with the questions, but let's try to get to the concepts that I saw and I want to share with you. One last thing before we start with the concepts to answer the questions. The Zohar also says that on Yon Hoshana Rabba is the day. It's true that we already had a se- we already had the Choysam on Neila of Yom Kippur. And it's written on pieces of paper or whatever it's written on what the din is for each person, the psak din on Yom Kippur. But still, those ptakim that are on them is written, what the judgment decision was, they are then on Hashan Rabbah given, or before Hashan Rabbah, they're given to the messengers of HaKadosh Baruch the Shlichim, but they have no right to, to, to start going and do their tasks until Hashan Rabbah goes out, i.e. until Motzei Hashan Rabbah. And the question is why? What is this importance and what happens exactly on Hoshana Rabba. So I saw brought down based on the Shla Kadosh that really there are two systems going on over here. This is the first concept I want to share with you that will answer the questions. And that is based on the Shla, it's true that we had a Chasima during the Ila of Yom Kippur. But there's two systems going on over here. System number one is Tshuva Meira. Doing Tshuva, getting close to Kadosh Buchu out of fear of that we were wrong. We should have gone closer to Hashem. Every time we do a sin, that's a mechitza, a barrier between us and Hashem. We want to get close to Hashem, we're scared. And yes, over here is the regular process of tshuva. We have to have regret, charato, vidui, kabbalah latid, etc., etc. However, a lot of times tshuva mi'ira, it does a lot. As the Gemara Numa says, it changes a sin that we did on purpose, zadoin, to be nechshah by Kaddish Buchu, as if it, we did it peshoigeg. But it doesn't always clear the history. To clear the history, we want to try to do tshuva me'ava. Tshuva out of love. Tshuva me'ava has the koyach to upgrade or totally flip over from being a sin to as if it's nechshav to have a mitzvah. As the Gemara in Yuma says, it's, it becomes we understand why it's true that we had the first phase of doing tshuva and maybe we had a sealment on that. But we still have an opportunity, and it's not fair for the messengers to go and perform their tasks based on the judgment call HaKadosh Baruch Hu made until we have a chance to upgrade our situation and do tshuva me'ava. Which, by the way, is pretty evident 
why it should be represented by Sukkah. Because Sukkah represents a chuppah between us and Hashem. And that's why it's man sim chaseinu. We realize how close we are to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we, and, and we want to do tshuva me'ava. And the epitome of that is Hashanah Rabbah. How much more so is this true for a person that did not take advantage of the special days until now, until Sukkot, and did tshuva me'ira. But right now, he has a way of doing tshuva me'ava. And hence, it's brought down in Shal Kavanos, Reb Chaim Vital says, an amazing thing, that even if a person didn't take advantage of these days, but those messengers are not allowed to go ahead with, uh, with whatever their missions are until the end of Hashanah Rabbah, because maybe the person, he still has a chance. He could do tshuva me'ava, and the degree will totally be changed. And as we saw, not only changed, but flipped, o- flipped over and converted to a schus, to a merit. To merit. This goes beautifully with the idea that on Hashanah Rabbah we have the minig to stay up all night and learn Torah. If you look in the Nefesh Achaim Shara Daled, he emphasizes the idea that when a person learns Torah, he can reach a very high level of Ahava with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. By the way, Reb Chaim Vital says that this day is so critical. He says that's why it's so important to be on your best behavior, quote unquote, during this day. And I would add to that all this period, because this is the period that we're doing Tshuva Ma'ava. This is when HaKadosh Baruch Hu views us with a magnifying glass to see if you really love me. Let's see how you're acting. Are you acting in the ways I commanded you? Are you even doing more than what you, what you need to by the letter of the law? That proves that reveals how much love we have towards the Kaddish Baruch. When you have a father they have a good relationship with, you always want to make him happy. And it's not only because he said to do something, because you realize this is what he wants you to do and you do the best you can. Ad Kana Kafa Aleph, where we gave the first concept that answers the questions we raised, which is, there's two systems going on over here. System number one is Tshuva Mi'ira. That's until Yom Kippur. And yes, that's sealment number one, but we have a second chance and even if we used the first chance, we have an opportunity to upgrade even more and do tshuva me'ava, <coughs> which allows us to get to a higher level and change the averes we did to be schuyes for us. With that, we understand that there's another level of choysam, and that's why HaKadosh Buhu doesn't let the messengers go on with their tasks until giving us the second chance to upgrade our situation, etc. And that explains also the minhag we have and why Hoshana Rabbah is comparable to Yom Kippur. But I saw another Mordeke idea of what Hoshana Rabbah represents. And it's based on the following background. We all know it's brought down in many, many Sfarim HaKadoshim. The Ramak brings it down in Tomil Dvoira and the Shla HaKadosh, where they say, we know, Famous idea, all of Klal Yisrael, their neshamas are connected and they're united. However, let's ensure we understand what that means. Achdus Yisrael. Achdus is because we're all connected in our neshama. Because everyone has a neshama that's a chelek elokim imal. And hence we're all connected. Of course, what makes a peyrud, what makes us disconnect? It's the sins that we do. Obviously the sins we do, ben adam l'chavero, that's obvious. We don't have to explain that. But even the sins we do, we do between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and at first glance it seems to have no impact on our fellow Jews, that is totally incorrect. Because every sin we do is a barrier between us and, our, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and hence, as a ripple effect, we become more disconnected from each other. Having understood this background information, we can now understand that although the first system of tshuva until Yom Kippur, we did tshuva, but that tshuva is only between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why Klape Hashem, we say, we're sorry we did this, we're sorry we did that. Here's vidui. We regret it first that we do vidui and then we do Kabbalah Laosid that we won't do it again. But what about the disconnect, ripple effect we cause in Knesset Yisrael? How is that going to be rectified? Answer, that is being done by Sukkot and the epitome of that is Hashanah Rabbah. And that's a Mordecai idea. Why? 
for several reasons. First of all, everyone knows the famous Midrash that the four species, the, the four Arba Saminim, we know that the four Arba Saminim have all the combinations. They have some have smell, like the Esroig has the smell and it has a taste. Then we have the Aravis, the other extreme, no smell, no taste. And then we have the Adasim, have a smell, don't have a taste. Bikitsu, we have all the combination. Also the Tama, which is the Lulav, has a taste, it doesn't have a smell. It repre represents all the combinations from the Tzadikim that have Toira and Maisim Toivim, all the way to the Rishayim, the whole spectrum, that don't have no Toira, no Maisim Toivim. What HaKadosh Buhu tells us, it is imperative we put them all together, even the Esroig, that for Kabbalistic reasons has to be in a different hand, but still you have to connect them all together. And with that, it's Mechaper on all of you see the idea of Achtos, bringing everyone back together. That's what it symbolizes. Because we, by doing sins over the years, over the year, we disconnected. Now is an opportunity to do a connection. Believe it or not, the actual sukkah represents the same idea, amongst others. You know, it says, Ufois aleinu sukkah shlomecha, sukkah shalom. Shalom, you only reach shalom when you have achtus. The bracha comes when you have shalom. Shalom comes from the word shalom, as we said in the past, and that represents being together, achtus, rectifying the disconnect we created with our sins, even the ones that are just between us and the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And why is it that the sukkah represents that? We can give two thoughts about this. Number one, everyone's the same. Everyone goes out to the sukkah, no one stays in his house, big, small, whatever you have in the house, no. There is a halachic dinim of what a sukkah has to be made of. Has to be some, the schach has to be something that comes from the ground, it can't be Mikabal Tuma. We're all the same, which makes us more connected. That's number one. Number two, we're all under the Shechina now. We're all connected to Hashem. That's where we're going outside. And we're all, the sukkah we know is the Shechina. Why is it the Shechina? And why is it also representing together Achdus? That's already brought down because the, when Bnei Yisrael, one of the main reasons we sit in the sukkah is because Zecher La'ananei Akavli, the clouds of glory that protected us and they they were protecting us from all sides. And by doing that, they made us all like one person. We even know the Pasuk hints to the fact we're all together in one sukkah. As the Gemara and Sukkah brings down that you see from the Pasuk, we're all sitting together in one sukkah. Again, the idea of unity. I want to add to that one more idea. Or maybe it's two ideas. When you go to the sukkah, you realize you're leaving Li, not living, leaving your Gashmis world behind. You're saying, I know Ruchnius is what it's all about. It's all about spirituality. When we do that, Hare, what makes us disconnect from each other? We each have different taivas. We each want what the other one has. That creates a disconnect. But when we connect to our spiritual side, to our Ruchnius side, oh, then we reach unity. When a person goes out to a sukkah, leaving all his Gashmis world behind, that automatically creates unity and a connection. This is the Pasuk in Mishle, Yudches Aleph, Leta'ava Yevakesh Nifrad. You see that you disconnect when you have taivas. Rabbi Nuyena says, a person that runs after his taivas and whatever his heart tells him, he automatically disconnects from his friend. And only if he uses his mind to ensure to do the right thing with what his neshama really wants, then they'll be able to be connected. And the Mikhtav Meliyahu says it in the most extreme way, that call the person, his target in life is Gashmis. There's no way they'll have true peace between them. Everyone wants what his friend has. But when we have the same She'ifas, and we want to get to the same target, 
למטרה רוחנית, then and only then they can really achieve shalom, which is what the sukkah represents. The Shmaise, at the end of his Akdama, says the following pasuk from Yeshaya, Kim avonoiseichem avdilim b'nichem, it's your sins that are disconnected between you. Because by doing the mitzvahs, then you get reconnected. And that's what it's all about. And perhaps he says, that's pshat, when the person that wanted to convert comes to Hillel, in the Gemara on Shabbos Daf Lamed, and he says, listen, the main thing is and everything else all stems from that. The omic, the depth of that, is because when you do mitzvahs, when you run after Ruchnius, you get connected to your friend. If you love your friend, you want to be connected to him, you'll do mitzvahs. You don't run after your taivas and your gashmis. So we'll end off with this idea that we go out to the sukkah, we show Hashem, we have bitachon in you. We leave our gashmis. We're running after ruchnis. That's why we're going to the sukkah. And more than that, when you go to the sukkah, under kipat shamaim, it can rain, it can be very hot. Yeshua Kodesh Buchu, I have bitachon in you. And we all know when you have bitachon in the Kodesh Buchu, you realize everything you have in this world is only for you, catered. Catered for you. And hence, you don't look at your friend, oh, I wish I had what he had. Ella, you're happy with what you have. Immediately, you can connect to your friend. We'll end up with the last idea. So what is it about Hoshana Rabba that we take the Aravas and we smack them on the floor? What does that mean? What is that doing? So I'm sure there's many ideas behind this Hele Gemina, but I just want to share with you the following. It's brought down in Tshuva Sagoin in Beshev Rav Tzemach Goin. The Tarava, we know that each of the Arabas Amini represents a different part of the body, and the Aravas look like lips, and they come to represent lips. So when we smack it on the floor, it's coming to do kapara, atonement, on the lips. And the question begs itself, what do you mean? I thought it's, we're atoning now for all the sins. Why, what's unique? Dafka about the lips. Harina Marsha told us in Becholus that the 21 days from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah are days of kapara, atonement. So why are you singling out the, the lips? And the answer is, according to what we're saying, it's beautiful. The most extreme averas we can do in respect of disconnecting from our fellow Jew are usually with our mouths. The Chafetz Chaim says a lot about this in his Akdama to his farm, about the extremity of Lashon Hara, also Moitzi Shema, also Lashon Hara, also Divri Sheker, that creates disconnect. So when we're smacking them down, perhaps we're atoning for that idea and we're saying we don't want to do that anymore. We want to connect. The idea of Sukkot and Hoshana Rabba is to connect Takadosh Buchu and to connect more than that. That's what we're saying now, connecting to our fellow Jews and having Achdus. And by that, we're rectifying the ripple effect we created by doing a sin. That now we want to reconnect to our fellow Jews. And that's why the Arava, that's the climax of the day because we are right now saying all the virus we did with our mouths, we know those are extreme when it comes to disconnecting from our fellow Jews and that's why we want to reconnect. Mimele, we said Hakafa base, the concept, the second system of Sukkot that ends in Hoshana Rabba. And hence that is the sealment number two, Choysam betoch Choysam. That is, we're rectifying the Pgam the pgam, the disconnect that created in Knesset Yisrael between us and our fellow Jews. And hence, we need this system number two with its own sealment to ensure we rectify that as well and start the year with a clean slate, with a new kesh of the Kaddish Buch. We removed those mechitzas, those barriers, and now we removed also the barriers that we created with our sins between us and our fellow Jews. Iratzonu, we're going to Hashan Rabbah with this new mahalach of thinking how critical this day is and how sensitive it is. You see that the Geoinim looked at it, mamish like Yom Kippur. And that's why it's a hidden Yom Tov. Yeratzon will be able to do that. And by doing that, we'll bring Mashiach Tzitkenu.
ואם הירו וימין הוא יבוא. אמן ואמן. This concludes another episode of the Prism of Terror. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something valuable. If you did, please subscribe to the podcast and give a five-star rating. You can also find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts or our own website, prismofterror.com, where we have a full archive of all our past episodes. We would like to thank Yona Vefa for the recording equipment and Ellie Podcast Productions for handling all our post-podcast productions. Join us next week for another lightning conversation on the Prism of Terror.